Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is a new Vicky Parnell dream that says that there's about to be no food and no money. And I might also say she talks about the rapture. And in this case, I agree with what she says. We have a difference in terminology, but I'll explain that. Okay, first of all, the dream. She says that she got this uh, four different times from 1023 to 1027. She says she dreamed it four times. I'll let you read that if you want to. So it says, This dream begins with me seeing a large heaping bowl of fresh carrots with their green ends removed. They're clean and ready to eat, raw and placed into the meal. The bowl holding them is a sturdy stainless steel bowl. It is a very huge heaping bowl of perfect looking carrots sitting on top of a flat surface. What surf it is, I don't see clearly because my eyes were focused fully on the carrots. As I'm looking intently at the healthy carrots, orange carrots, I notice something is happening inside the bowl. Now it's saying that our food supply is going to be cut off from inside America. That's my interpretation. The carrots have begun to shrivel up from the inside of the bowl heading towards the outside. I watched as the once beautiful carrot began shriveling up to less than half their size, meaning our food supply is about to go to less than half its size, causing the bowl once full of bright, healthy carrots should now be less than half full of now withered, shriveled up ones. These are nasty carrots. What does it mean? I hear myself asking in the dream. I hear the word famine. Then the scene changed. I'm in what looks like an empty, deserted, old-timey store with wooden shelves and metal signs upon the walls. Also, there are wooden shelves and rolls in the middle of the floor. I see several of them, but they're empty except for items that appear as non-essential items like razors, shaving cream, lotion, face cream, hairbrushes, bobby pins, curlers, non-edible things. There are also in the store some shelves of clothing neatly folded, one or two hung on display, but there's no people here, no lights on, yet I can see clearly. I walk up to a flat counter and I see a very old, like a 1900s, decorative push-button cash register. It is gold in color and sits proudly upon the old wood of the counter. I walk closer to have a better look and I see the top of the value amount displayed is zero, meaning... The dollar, just as Shane Warren and Daniel Davis and Terry Bennett and several others have said, the dollar is going to go to zero, to be worthless, blowing in the wind, worthless as leaves. And I see the top amount displayed as zero. There's no dollar value indicated, but all zeros. I walk to the side of the cash register to get a better look at it. It has a handlebar on you turn to on to right but it already has a drawer extended out. It's already fully open, and it's empty. I see no money inside of it. What does this mean, I ask? Again, I hear the answer. Your money is useless. It has no value. Your economy collapses, daughter. Then the scene changed. I'm looking out upon the sky, turning to determine what is causing the roaring humming-type noise I'm hearing. The sky is light blue, with only a few small puffs of clouds scattered randomly across the wide expanse. Something is coming, I feel. I sense, I hear it, I hear it coming closer. I began seeing suddenly the sky is filled with old-time World War II bomber planes. Now, in the, the text, she does not put with no pillars, but in the drawing, she puts right here, 
no propellers on the planes. Now that fits with what Dimitri Dudeman was shown. He was shown that the planes were flying through the air and they made no noise. Now, if you don't have any propellers, then it's got to be powered by jet. Both propellers and jets make lots of noise, but the ones that Dimitri Dudeman was shown made no noise. We've talked about this lots of times. Okay, so how do you get a plane to move through the air with no noise? And in this case, with no propellers, especially if it's an old World War II type plane that doesn't have any jets hanging off of it. Both of them, it's the same dream. I believe that they're saying that they have perfected anti-gravity propulsion and probably it can be powered and go around the earth for many years with never having to land if the people on board did not have to have food and other things. So it's a confirmation of what Dimitri was told. No propellers. There are so many that cover the sky. Now, that's what Dimitri said he heard, too. Also, he heard the noise of planes. He said that it darkened the sky. There were so many. Now, you may be saying, wait a minute, why would Russia send World War II planes over? Well, because, one, they don't have to be fast, and they can fly as long as they, they possibly can with atomic powered and with anti-gravity. And they don't have to worry about us shooting it down because Dimitri was shown in his dream where the other American planes would go up to attack them, but they were there was a blinding light that come out in the the rear of the planes, and the American planes would then a blinding light come out of the rear of the Russian planes, and the American planes would just fall to the earth in flames and uh, uh, just crash. In other words, when the Russians come with these old World War II style planes, they're not worried because nothing can shoot them down. They have technology. What they're saying, this is confirmation, they will have technology that we cannot defeat. We can't shoot them down, so they're not worried. They don't have to come real fast. They don't have to come with all this stealth technology. Let's go on. There are so many to cover the sky. They drop bombs at will. That's what Dimitri said, too. I see one drop right after another, but I never see them hit the ground. All of a sudden, the whole vision is as if it is frozen. Then I began to seeing the sun rising. And I know it's from the east because the sun rises from the east. The sun is beautiful, bright, and full of power, but it's different than a normal rise. The actual rays themselves look drawn in like a picture and are attached to the center. It appears that the round center of the sun, its body, is physically pulling the sun rays upward by its force. Its presence then pushes them up. As it begins rising steadily, until it's fully risen, I now see the other scene before me becomes unfrozen. Now, let me explain what she's saying. At the end of this particular dream, I'll show you the text in a second, she says that she believes that this is the rapture taking place. Now, I have to jump to my explanation of that. In my opinion, if your definition is that the rapture is going to pull you into the sky so you are not tested, then I do not believe in that. I believe that there is going to be a time where we are pulled into the sky to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and I wrote that in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Now, I believe that the marriage supper of the Lamb is about four months before Jesus returns, and I believe that's what she's seeing here. So we're saying the same things. We're in agreement. She's calling it the rapture, and if the rapture is protecting people that, so they don't get tested, I don't think that's true. 
being taken to the marriage supper of the Lamb by that time is not a rapture, is not protection, because at that time most Christians will already be dead, and all Christians by then will have already been tested. So it's not a rapture to protect them from having to be tested. Now let's go on back with what she was saying here. As it begins rising steadily until it's fully risen, I now see the other scene before me becomes unfrozen. The bombs begin striking the ground below, erupting into massive explosions, larger than what I would expect one of the bombs from their planes to make. In other words, these are not suitcase nukes. These are massive bombs, roughly 350 times bigger and stronger, more powerful than what hit Nagasaki or, or uh, Hiroshima. Now, I agree with what she's seeing here. She's saying that once the bombs start falling, that's when people come up off of the earth. Again, not a rapture to protect them from being tested. They've already been tested. Those that are ready get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. She's saying, and this is a big question I've had, she's answered it here, whether the rapture takes place right after America is hit or just before. That was the big question. We talked about this. I put this on the video, I don't know, what, three or four months ago. So to me, this is a really, really big answer and a big confirmation that what I've been saying and thinking is right. I've been saying it's either on just before, just before, on, or about the time that America gets hit by the Russians. And I've got that in a chart, and I'll show you that in a chart in just a second. I would expect one of the bombs, that, uh, larger explosions than what I expect the bombs to make. What does this mean, I ask? War comes to America, but so do I come, daughter. Before the first weapon from the sky hits your soil, soil I'm returning for my own in a moment when you think not. Well, Hallelujah. To me, that tells us, and it's a confirmation what I've been saying, that this is the marriage supper of the Lamb. She says, can you repeat that? I think that's very important that it's repeated twice. Then it says, war comes to America, but so do I come, daughter, and it's just before the first weapon strikes your soil from the sky. I'm coming. So what she's saying is, got this, okay, so the planes are flying over America, the bombs drop, but before the bombs can hit, God takes those that are ready, not everyone, to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's not a rapture. I've been saying that. That's not getting to be protected from the testing. It's saying that you have been tested, that you are ready to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, here's my explanation. I'll let you read that. Let's go on now and look at a reinterpretation because we're using different words, but we're saying the same thing, and I agree with what she's saying. There are six sun rays, which is the number of man. The sun rays are red, symbolic of blood, and symbolizes two things. Malachi 4.2, symbolic of the rapture. Again, I'm not calling it a rapture because, to me, the definition of rapture is avoiding the testing. This is not avoiding the testing. This is they're ready to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb about four months before Jesus returns. Praise God, the stained saints are being raptured and saved by the blood. And it happens after the famine and after the economic collapse. Once again, I agree with her. The six rays of blood is also symbolic of mankind left behind and the bloodshed that will happen. The sun's body is literally pulling the rays, blood-covered and bride-made ready saints, from the ground, then pulling, pulling them up, then pushing them up into the sky in my opinion, going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So we're say, I don't call it a rapture. I hate that word because 
to me, a rapture is saying, oh, well, we don't have to go to be tested. Wrong. We all get tested. That's So what she's calling a rapture, I'm calling going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And here's why I say that. If you have not read my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, you must go to prophecyclub.com. Now, this is one of the charts in the back of the book. Now, this is not the updated chart that I'm about to show you. But essentially, it says that the seven seals, this is what the voice told me. Seven seals play over seven years. Seven trumpets play over seven months. Seven vials play over seven days. Now, let me tie that to this chart. This is the last seven months from here to here. This is the last four months from here to here. Now, in a different chart, this is the updated chart. Here's what we're saying. Jesus returns the next time on first fruits. He resurrects 144,000. They walk around with him for 50 days. Then on Pentecost, all of those washing the blood of the Lamb go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, about four months worth. At the end of four months, about four months, then we return with him on white horses for Armageddon. And Vicky and I are saying the same thing. What we're saying here is, before this is what I saw, where Babylon is here, now I'm moving Babylon over to here because I didn't know if it was before, on, or during when the Russians attack and defeat America. I knew it was associated with that, and I put that into several videos. Okay, This is the updated chart here. This is what I used to think. From, from, I'm moving from America falling before the, uh, the Russian attack on America to after, to here. Same thing in this chart. I'm moving it from... America being hit before we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb to after the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's great news. That's great news. So, I mean, that I love that. That's great news, and that fits with the Scriptures. And again, I've covered that on a lot of broadcasts too. So let's go on. So essentially what we're talking about is this is the everlasting gospel. There's three angels that fly through the midst of heaven. Then America, this is what I was saying, America gets hit here. But now we're saying all of this happens more in the order of um, as the bombs fall, we go up for the marriage supper of the Lamb, those who are ready. And again, it's not a rapture because we're, we've, we've been tested. Look, if you make it to four months before Jesus returns, you've already been through, what, uh, six years and nine months thereabout of testing, okay? She also gives some... Scriptures here, along with this, I think are very important. And to me, I think the scriptures she gives are further confirmation this is of God. Because for you to put these scriptures in there, you'd have to have a real deep grip on American Bible prophecy. As a matter of fact, she showed me one scripture that I agree with that I'd never seen as part of that prophecy. So Revelation 6, 5, she says, has to do with it. And he opened the third seal. This is where he saw a black horse with a pair of balances and saying, a, a measure of penny for a, a measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. See, that hurt not the oil and the wine. Then the fourth seal is the fourth horse that kills the fourth part of the earth with sword, with hunger, with death, with the beast of the earth. So these are related scriptures. Let's go on. I'll have to cover them quickly. Then Luke 21, 11, great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famous pestilence, fearful signs. Great signs shall there be from heaven. Great signs there shall be from heaven. All of these have to do with the day of the Lord, the day Jesus returned. 
Matthew 24, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. The famine, we've already had the pestilence. It's about to get worse. We're about to see famines and earthquakes, even more earthquakes. We've been seeing an increase in earthquakes. We're going to see more of them. Psalm 107.34, a fruitful land into barrenness. That's what we're seeing uh, beginning to take a place. I mean, like the, the no rain in the western part of the United States. But it's not just America. It's around the globe. A fruitful land is turned into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. Ezekiel 14.13, when the land sins against me by trespassing and grievously, then I will stretch out my hand upon it. I will break the staff of bread thereof. That's what's taking place in America right now, even as we speak. Break the staff of bread thereof. How many times? We, we've had, I think, two or three different people that have prophesied that there's going to be a wheat shortage in America, which, by the way, I guess this would be a good time for me to send you to josephkitchen.com. In case you're not familiar with that, as you remember, Pharaoh had a dream. He had two dreams, actually, and he couldn't understand them. But Joseph came and interpreted them, and it basically it said there's going to be seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. We need to store up. So we put Joseph in charge. What did Joseph store up? Well, yeah, there was a little corn, but mostly it was wheat, meaning most of the world lived off of wheat for seven years. And there's no one perfect food that a person can eat the whole life and, and just and be healthy. Can't eat just one food. You've got to eat a variety. But in my opinion, probably one of the best foods is wheat. Joseph's Kitchen shows you how to take wheat berries, put them into a grinder. 30 seconds later, you have flour. Put it into a, a bread machine with six other ingredients. Push a button. Two hours and 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of bread. When I eat one slice in the morning, one slice in the afternoon, it satisfies me. It's not everything I need, but it's pretty close to it. And since I've been eating it now for over a year, I will say my cholesterol has gone down. My blood pressure has gone to normal. I can't guarantee that happens for you, but it's been very, very good for me. Now, here's the big thing. Most of your long-term storage places charge you nine or $10,000 to feed one person for a year. Did you catch that? Nine or $10,000 to feed one person for one year. At Joseph's Kitchen, they can show you how to do it for about $1,000 per person per year. And if you use the promo code Prophecy Club, you get a $50 discount. Second thing, I recommend you go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Get yourself some gold and silver because this is saying that the money is going to die. The paper, the coins, they're going to be worthless. So you better have some gold and silver. I'm warning you. I'm telling you, how many times have we heard this? Now, this is just another time. We've already heard this before. So go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Now let's go on. And I also have given cleanness of teeth in all your cities and water bread in all your places. Hadn't hit yet, but, I mean, there's diesel shortages. They've turned off DEF. Uh, Pastor Massey was told that the 18-wheelers are going to stop. It's on the way. I've given you cleanness of teeth, in other words, famine, in your cities and water bread in all your places, yet you have not returned to me, saith the Lord. This is God talking to America. And also I have withholding the rain from you like he has out west right now. This is talking to America. 
When there were yet three months to the harvest, and I caused it to rain upon one city and not upon another. One piece was rained on, the other piece not rained on. So two or three cities wandered to one city, drank water, but they were not satisfied, yet he have not returned to me, saith the Lord. So one of the things that God does when a nation has fallen away is he takes their food supply and their water supply away. What has America already been experiencing? The water supply in many places has already dried up, and the food supply is already getting short. I've smitten you with blasted mildew with your gardens and your vineyards, and your fig trees and your olive trees increased, and the pommel word devoured them, yet you have not returned to me. These things that are going wrong with our nation, it's all because America has walked away from God. Walked away from God. Job 5.20 says, In famine he shall redeem thee from death, and in war from power of the sword. So God is saying, I'm sending the famine so that you'll return to me. God is sending this trouble, trying to get Americans to return to him. Jeremiah 50, verse 41 and 42, in my opinion, Jeremiah 50 and 51, both chapters, are talking about America and prophecy. Behold, the people shall come from the north, that would be the Russians, and a great nation, and many kings shall be raised up from the coasts of the earth. What was Dimitri told? Fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America in one day and one hour, so great riches will come to naught. Go to verse 42. They shall hold the bow and the lance. They are cruel, will not show mercy. Their voice shall roar like the sea, and they shall ride upon horses. Everyone put in array like a man to the battle against the O daughter of Babylon. It's talking about how God is about to destroy this nation. If people will just listen. If they'll just listen. So what do I suggest you do? First thing, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you better be about asking him to come in your heart. I'd recommend you go to josephkitchen.com, recommend you go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com, and I'd recommend you go to empshield.com, put in the promo code PROPHECY, helps your prophecy club. Get yourself some protection so that when these events happen, you're, at least with the suitcase nukes, at least your cars still start and things like that. Jeremiah 6.22, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, the people come from the north country, that would be the Russians, and a great nation shall be raised up from the sides of the earth. They shall lay hold on the bow and the spear. They are cruel. Have no mercy. Their voice roareth like the sea, and they ride upon horses. Set in array as men of war against thee, O daughter of Zion. Almost the same words from the one before, but it's not the same place. We have heard the fame thereof. Our hands wax feeble. Anguish has taken hold of us, and pain is a woman in travail. That woman in travail, that is an end-time phrase. Not to go forth into the field, nor walk by the way, for the sword of the enemy and fear is on every side. In other words, as this starts to happen to America, there's going to be fear everywhere, no food, no water. A daughter of my people, gird thee with sackcloth, and wallow thyself in ashes. Make thee mourning as for thy only son. Most bitter lamentation for the spoiler shall suddenly come upon us. In other words, that right now this is what America should be doing, but we're not. We should be stopping our sin. We should be returning to Jesus, but we're not. Instead, we're continuing to sin wickedly. 
I've set thee for a tower and a fortress upon among my people. In other words, America was supposed to be the world's police officer. We were supposed to be the ones stopping this evil, but we didn't do it. A fortress among my people that thou mayest know and try their way. They're all grievous revolters. That's Americans. Walking with slanders. We're a, a filthy nation with a filthy mouth, a potty mouth. They're brass and iron. They are all corruptors. <laughs> Look at the corruption in Washington, D.C., we can't get justice in our nation anymore. The bellows are burned. The lead is consumed of the fire. The founder melteth in vain, for the wicked are not plucked away. In America, we can't seem to remove the wicked. It's like, if you want to do wrong, you can get, a, get by with it. But if you want to be on the good side, you want to do right, they won't let you do that. Reprobate silver shall men call them, because the Lord hath rejected them. That is talking about America, my brothers and sisters. Let's talk about Joseph Kitchen. I actually cooked this loaf of bread you're seeing here. It takes me about 10 minutes to put the ingredients together, put it into a bread machine, push a button, two hours, 20 minutes later, I get a loaf of bread out like that. Now, if you cut that loaf of bread that weighs about three pounds, the loaves you get in the store have most of the good stuff removed. The loaves you get in the store are about a pound. That's three pounds because it's got the good stuff still in it. Cut that into 14 slices, and if I eat a slice in the morning and the afternoon, I'm satisfied. So on that basis, one loaf can sustain, and it says everything we want, can sustain a person, one person, for a week. Based upon that, it'll get you... Excellent nutrition. It tastes good. Long storage life. 10 minutes to combine the ingredients. 2 hours, 20 minutes to make it. Other wheat that you order arrives in paper bags, which means bugs, rice, humidity can get a hold of it and ruin it. But at Joseph Kitchen, they send it out in 100 mil thick buckets. Gives you long shelf life. It's stackable. It's nitrogen infuses that hopefully gives it a lot much longer shelf life, kills bugs and things like that. Easily resealable. Keep in a comet-controlled area. And they have it in stock. This is a picture, an actual picture of part of the warehouse. Here's another picture of the, these. Actually, each one of those boxes holds 2,500 pounds of wheat. And I think they've got 54 of those boxes, a bunch of them. So Joseph's Kitchen can ship it to you right now. You go to most of these places, they say out of stock. So here's what you want to do. Everybody needs to get a machine package. These are the things that you need to grind the wheat berries. Put them into a grinder. 30 seconds later, you have flour. You put that into the bread machine along with six other ingredients. Push about two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Then you have to decide how much food you want. You want food two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. And if you want to make certain you have it when the electricity goes down, you can also get yourself a solar generator all at josephskitchen.com josephskitchen.com Next is, I'll send you to empshield.com If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. What is that? Well, it looks like this. This is the one that goes into a car. Okay? And you put the red wire to the red side of the battery. You put the black wire to the black side of the battery. And the green one attaches to the body of the car. Then you peel it off right back here. Just peel that off. Stick it inside of the, 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 the engine compartment of your car. 
And the whole point is when the electricity goes off or when some kind of a suitcase nuclear nuclear device goes off, this is supposed to be able to stop that device from destroying every computer chip in your car. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them. Throw the car away. So, empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY.